Good morning and welcome to another edition of Roadmap to Heaven on this first day of March in the year of our Lord 2023. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network and we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, so let's get to let's get to it. Why wait? Let's begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Now, all the things we need to get to today before we even get to the show. First and foremost, reminders that Friday and Saturday, first Friday devotion, first Saturday devotion. I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again quickly. For both of these, you have to be in a state of grace because you're going to have to receive Holy Communion. And for one of them, you're going to be called to make a good confession. And you have a window of opportunity before and after, and we're in that window now. So go make a good confession if you need to. Uh, Friday, go to Mass, receive Holy Communion, pray in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart of our Lord. Do this for nine consecutive First Fridays. On Saturday, for five consecutive First Saturdays, make a good confession, go to Mass, receive Holy Communion, pray the Rosary, meditate for 15 minutes upon the mysteries of the Rosary. That's uh, first thing we're going to mention. Now, second, today, Friday, and Saturday are the Lenten Ember Days. What are the Lenten Ember Days? Well, I, I want to share with you this uh, letter that a, a priest in the Diocese of Springfield in Cape Girardeau wrote just this excerpt here. God gives us aid through the Catholic Church, namely by the graces of the sacraments and the great rich treasury possessed by the Church in her spiritual traditions and devotional practices. One of those treasured powerful practices is that of the observance of Ember Days. Ember Days, which is derived from the Latin term quaetar tempora, meaning four times, are the days around the beginning of the four seasons that were pre- uh, previously were obligatory fasting and abstinence from meat. The purpose of these days, besides the general purpose of aiding the faithful in regular prayer and fasting, was to thank God for the gifts of nature, to teach the faithful to make use of them in moderation, to assist the needy, and to pray for priests. They traditionally are observed on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday of a given Ember Week, so that's this week. And why those days? Uh, That was the day... Wednesday, because that was the day that Judas went to the Sanhedrin to betray Christ. Friday, because that was the day our Lord died on the cross. And Saturday, because that is when his body was in the tomb. On these days of partial abstinence and fasting, one is allowed one full meal and two smaller meals with meat at the principal meal only, except on Fridays where complete abstinence is required. Now, again, this is not obligatory. It is optional. But what a great option it is. It's something powerful you can do today, Friday and Saturday, to pray for the church, to thank God for the gifts of nature, to assist the needy, uh, you know, to, to pray for our priests. It's just a wonderful opportunity. So again, today, Friday and Saturday, same principles of fasting as you, you would use on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Two smaller meals, one normal-sized meal, uh, at the normal size meal today and Saturday, you, you can eat meat if you want to. You don't have to. You could abstain from meat all of today. 
And on Friday, you do abstain from meat all day as we are in a Friday in Lent. So that's the ember days that we are practicing as well. On the show today, we're going to be talking about loving our neighbor. Jared Bryson, president of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, is going to be with us later on in the show. Before we get to any of that, let's go to Mike Roberts now. Today is the feast day of St. David of Wales. Born at the start of the 6th century, David was a teacher and evangelist, spreading the word of the Lord across South Wales and helping establish three monastic settlements and more than 50 churches which would stand until the Reformation. Many miracles were attributed to David, but the most famous explains why he is so often pictured with a dove. Once, while speaking to a large crowd, a dove descended, landed on his shoulder, and then the earth rose to form a mound, lifting him high enough to be seen by the entire crowd. His monks worked in austerity and silence, but David's gift was preaching, which carried him all across the country, and he became a legendary figure in Wales in his own lifetime. He died on this day in 589. His last words were, Be joyful, brothers and sisters. Keep the faith and do the little things that you have seen and heard with me. He is the patron saint of Wales. St. David of Wales, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are back, and we're happy to be talking with Jared Bryson, president of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Jared, it's great to have you with us, and uh, to have you as our guinea pig for our first in-person video and audio interview. Well, thanks, Adam. It's great, great to be here this morning. Yeah, so it, it's Lent. It's the season of prayer, fasting, mm-hmm. and almsgiving. And when we talk about Catholic charities, I think a lot of people are probably expecting us to go the route of almsgiving <laughs> and uh, how they can make their, their tithe and their donation to help the overall mission. And that is true, and that, that is good. We'll always welcome that. Yeah, we'll all, always, always welcome. welcome the donations. But today, I, I really want to talk about um, the impact we have at a hyper-focused level, a local level, and that's in the neighborhood around us, in the community around us. And I think of uh, so many times when I was the parish music director, you'd be around the rectory at odd hours, and the doorbell would ring, and someone would come to the door, can you help with gas money, can you help with food money? And there was always that, here's the phone number for our St. Vincent de Paul conference, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's who you need to contact. And it, you know, in my own neighborhood, I know that there are those who are probably struggling with how can they afford their groceries or Mm -hmm. how can they pay their heating bill or their electric bill or buy their prescriptions or whatever it may be. And that's really not so much a quandary to just sit here and ponder philosophically, but that's an area where we can get engaged Grow in holiness by serving the poor around us. Absolutely, it's it's one of those um, we like to give to all of the agencies and help those things out. That's always a welcome place. But I really think when we think about the work of a parish, for a parish to be an anchor in a community, really means that they have to own that geographic parish boundaries. And and by owning it, I mean that they need to know every person who lives in that community. And and they don't do that by the pastor alone. That that's not going to happen. But they do. As parishioners, if we sent block by block and we said, I'm going to know everybody on my block, then over time you start to find here are the needs of this family that gets that gets to be taken care of in the parish and kind of walking through that conversation. It also becomes an encounter in which someone can journey with 
with a family together. We talk about evangelization a lot in the church these days. There's nothing more evangelizing than taking care of your neighbor, literally, the person who lives next to you that you don't know of, that you got a six-foot fence between you and them, you know, yeah. to get, to, get to know them a little bit more. They might have some needs that you in the parish can actually help them out with. Yeah, we're not, we're not talking in the abstract here. We're, right. we're talking about those that live on our blocks and our subdivisions. Uh, you know, for those of us in the city, our walkable neighborhoods. Yep. And, and, you know, I love those... Uh, memes you see every now and then things jesus never said he didn't say (laughs) love your neighbor via dropping things off at the rectory for your pastor to distribute so you don't have to be bothered with that he he said love your neighbor and i mean i think of a time when beth and i it was early in our marriage and we were having a hard time making ends meet and then we had a kid and it's all right how are we going to pay for this or how are we going to do that and people we knew just out of the woodwork were like hey i had these clothes that we bought and it turns out i bought them and my kid already outgrew them before I even brought them home. So would you like these brand new clothes that we can't use? And it's like, absolutely. Yes, please. We will yeah, take them. Correct. Yeah. That, that, it's like my neighborhood. I have 18 houses in our neighborhood. Do I know all the residents? Yes. Have we had them all over for lunch or dinner and had our subdivisions a little bit, you know, we get together on a quarterly basis. But you see them, you talk to them every day, you know what, what they're going through, their struggles, and you help each other out as a part of that process. That, that really becomes a way in which we change. Yeah the face of the church in, in our uh, communities. And I love that, too, because it challenges us to think beyond the materially poor. You know, where's that poverty in friendship or companionship? Where's that Huge. poverty in, uh, you know, just spirit, that spiritual poverty yeah. that some folks struggle with, that they don't see how God is working in their lives. They don't see a reason to have hope or to have faith. Maybe it's just because no one's come and visited with them in quite some time. I mean, the poor pizza delivery guy when my kids were younger, <laughs> you know, I'd be home with them all day. My wife would be working at the hospital all day. And that pizza delivery guy might be the first adult I interacted with. And I'm like, please, don't just drop off the pizza and run. Come on I, in. Come I'd on love in. to have a conversation here. That's right. That's right. It's it's huge. And, you know, we, we talk about community and community is where you find yourself, not necessarily always where you have to go. And so if you're in this neighborhood, Pizza Man's coming, come on in for dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, that may be a little bit creepy for some of them. But, you know, at the same time, it's a way in which you, you anchor yourself in, with, with everybody. Yeah. All right. So that, that's the challenge. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know what they need. Get to know how you can help build community, how you can evangelize. Uh, we keep hearing this, that a lot of the time it's about sharing that witness of here's what our Lord's doing in my life and not necessarily standing on the corner of yeah. your neighborhood with the Bible saying, here, everybody, look at this and uh, let, let's talk. Right. Um, for a moment before we let you go, though, I do want to talk about some specifics because we, we bring this up periodically on the show. What are the needs out there right now? I mean, I, I think of my good friend Dan Vonderhaar, who's been on the show many times, saying that, you know, one day he's driving, he stopped to talk to the guy on the side of the road and said, what do you need? And the guy said, I need socks. Like More than anything yeah, else right now, yeah. I need socks. So if we're putting together our kits uh, to have in the car ready to hand out, what are the needs? You know, a lot of times, uh, so like I know St. Patrick's Center has a, a downloadable sheet you can add into your packs. So go to their website. They can have this downloadable sheet of just resources for folks to give when you're on the street. But, you know, socks, gloves, toothbrushes, yeah, you know, 
things that help people feel like their dignity is still intact as they kind of wrestle through homelessness, but also or wherever they're at. But but how do they help connect with another person? Getting to know the guy on the on the corner. So at the interstate of 55 in Lindbergh, there's a guy who's been there a long time. His name is Vince. And Vince, just getting to know him and his story. He's a vet. He's homeless in the county. And he wants to stay in the county. That's where his resources are. But he, he's been trying to find ways to get back. But for various reasons, he's not able to get back to a stable working life. So I, I periodically will say, here, Vince, here's my... What I've got for you today, it's probably a pair of socks, a toothbrush, and then I usually do a little gift card to the little restaurant next door, you know. So he gets in a, something else to do that. But the relationship, he knows my name, I know his name, and, you know, we stop periodically on the way through and kind of have a conversation. So building relationships with them as well All is right. a huge part. Wonderful. Well, Jared, it's been great to have you with us today. For more information, you mentioned St. Patrick's Center, but for more information on Catholic Charities, where can our listeners go? Yeah, just call, uh, Catholic Charities Online, ccstl.org, is a great way to find all of our information there. Yeah, all right. And I would encourage you to get involved in your parish. We mentioned St. Vincent de Paul conferences. Almost every parish every, in yep. St. Louis and, and in our listening area has some connection with the St. Vincent de Paul conference. So find out how you can get involved, whether it's working in the food pantry or, or making visits to those who they serve, you know, whatever it may be. I know one family that what they do is they go and they clean the food pantry once yeah. a month. They sweep the floors, dust the shelves, rotate the stock, and it's a great thing. So we're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Are you enjoying this episode of Roadmap to Heaven? Are you saying to yourself, I wish I could listen to this again? Well, good news, you can. Just go to your favorite podcast app and search Roadmap to Heaven by Covenant Network to find this episode and more. And for even more great Catholic content, be sure to visit www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R-CatholicRadio.org and click on the Programs tab for some great shows. And now back to Roadmap to Heaven. Yesterday on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, as we've been talking about restoring a proper sense of sin, Patty, you said something that's been sticking with me, that when we look at what our Lord endured for our sin and look at our sins, it really opens my eyes to how much he loves us, that he would endure that for my sin. And it has opened my eyes to a whole new level when I make my examination of conscience of all the ways that I have been that whip or that crown of thorns in the passion, and I am just ready to hear what you have in store for us today. All right, well, we're talking about restoring a proper sense of sin to to grow in our knowledge of our own sins, but also to hate. There's only one thing we should hate, and it's to hate sin. You know, we talked about just naming sins for what they are, not just imperfections and faults. And then yesterday, placing our sins in the story of the passion of Christ and realizing what our sins have done to our Lord. Today, I just want to encourage us on a very, very practical level to look at what sin does. And for the sake of time, I mean, there's so many ways we could look at what sin does. I'm going to look at two effects of sin in the world. Number one, sin has bad consequences. Since the fall of Adam, things have not worked out well. I mean, if you just look at the world, but every form of violence, racism, poverty, addiction, it all has a name. It's sin. When I was 16 years old and I cheated on a biology test in high school, it had a name. That sin had a name and it had consequences. My mother offered grace. I will never forget it. She offered grace when I sinned that day. She taught me also that sometimes the natural consequences of my own sin 
are enough punishment. She didn't punish me that day. She says, you'll have to suffer the natural consequences because natural consequences come with every single sin. So if I continue to do X, Y is going to happen. And as a parent, I guess I would encourage you not to remove natural consequences of behavior because when we remove the natural consequences of our behavior, very often it makes us stay in the sin. Sometimes the natural consequences will force us out of the sin. The second thing that sin does, if we just look at it on a very, very practical way, someone once said this, and I find it to be true. Sin makes you stupid. Now that sounds a little bit, you know, crass, but it's true. Our logic is gone when we choose sin over and over again. Our reasoning is gone because we're justifying evil. We sometimes don't even see clearly what reality is. I think of a teenager, you know, who sneaks out at night, maybe to meet up with friends, breaks into a car, steals it, gets pulled over, decides to try to outrun a police officer and crashes into a tree. I mean, we've seen this happen in the news. And that teenager ends up dead. Go back to the beginning, the very act of sneaking out at night when his mother might think he's at home in bed is the downward spiral of sin. One bad decision leads to another. But this isn't just about teenagers. Look at any adults who just believe one little lie. And and what happens to us, we lose our sense of reality, our common sense. Logic is gone when we cling to sinful ideas and we renounce objective truth. Very, very often we'll justify it. So we'll almost justify anything. And again, it sounds crazy, but sin makes you stupid. So just look at what sin does. It has terrible consequences and it forces us to lose our proper understanding of reality and make good decisions. So just on a practical level, that'll help us hate sin even more because it never turns out well. If there were a T-shirt we could sell that said sin makes you stupid, I would be the first one to endorse it and saying, I've been there. I've lived this. I can testify that is 100 percent true. Patty, thank you for this dose of encouragement. For our catequiz today, we're going to talk about Ember Days, and uh, we have a little quiz. It comes from some writing by Michael P. Foley. A little trivia for you today. Uh, Ember Days, we talked about how today, Friday and Saturday, we do the same kind of fasting we would do on Ash Wednesday or Good Friday. Two small meals, one regular-sized meal. And then also that uh, on Friday, of course, we abstain from meat entirely on today and on Saturday, we would abstain from meat in every meal except for the main meal, or and you can abstain from meat on all of them. There is a food that came out of this. Uh, fried shrimp, and then it caught on uh, with the people that were being missioned to, and they applied it to various seafoods and vegetables. Do you know what that type of food is called? I'll give you a little hint here. The missionaries were Spanish and Portuguese missionaries who settled in Japan, in Nagasaki, Japan. The answer, tempura, and it comes directly from quatuor uh, tempura, the, the verb for, or the word in Latin for ember days, the four times, tempura, quatuor tempura, Tempura, so tempura shrimp, tempura vegetables. Next time you go out and you have tempura shrimp or tempura vegetables or or whatever, you can know it has its roots in Ember Days. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. 
You know, I don't know if it's, uh, I, I don't think I'm having a midlife crisis here, but like last night, I was up in the middle of the night and maybe it was just uh, a Charlie horse, maybe it was restless leg, but then of course that midnight paranoia kicks in and maybe, you know, do I need to be worried that I'm going to have a blood clot or something like that because I'm getting older and, um, you know, and I started thinking, you know, what would happen if I died right now? I mean, am I certain that I'm in a state of grace? Am I certain that uh, I, I would be ready to meet our Lord, and it was a good reminder for me. Well, the Blessed Mother wants me to go to confession relative to Saturday. Why wait? Because let me tell you something, friends, no matter what the world says, as, as we just heard from Father Goring, hell is real. Heaven is real, but hell is also real, and heaven is not guaranteed, especially if we die in a state of mortal sin. If we separate ourselves from communion with our Lord and we die... You know, the church teaches we're not going to heaven, and there's only two options there. So let this week be a good reminder to make a good confession. Do that examination of conscience daily. It will help you make a good confession on a regular basis. Speaking of which, uh, on First Friday here in St. Louis, the Sodality of the Sacred Heart is going to have their First Friday Mass, Holy Hour, Reconciliation at Immaculata Church on Clayton Road, just near the intersection of Clayton and Brentwood. 4.30 p.m. Adoration and Reconciliation with Benediction at the end of the Holy Hour. And then Holy Mass will be celebrated by Father Michael Rainier, pastor of Epiphany of Our Lord Parish, followed by a 20 to 30-minute reflection in church, and there will be stations of the cross and activities for children during the reflection in the church narthex. So bring the whole family, pray together in adoration, go to confession, go to Holy Mass, and then they have uh, reflections for the kids and reflection for the adults. Also, midday, if you're relative to the St. Louis metro area, they have... uh, Adoration from 11.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Old Cathedral right there under the arch, as well as Reconciliation and then Holy Mass. So you can go and you you can have Reconciliation, that sacrament. You can make a good confession before your first Friday devotion, and it counts for your first Saturday devotion. So please uh, keep those things in mind. And now for our listeners outside of the St. Louis metro area, I'm sure there are things going on near you. You just have to find out what they are. And if you want to send them to me, I'd be happy to share them with our listeners. Always happy to share what's going on with these first Saturday and first Friday devotions with all of you. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son into the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Speaking of Stations of the Cross, I'm heading out on the road today to go visit Kenrick Glennon Seminary, where we're going to talk about stations of the cross and how we can better enter into those, uh, moving beyond just the words we say out loud, but really taking it to the heart into our interior mental prayer. We're also, you know, we got a lot more coming up this week, so you'll have to stay tuned for that. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Pray your rosary today.